Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel, forecasts, and strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Bull. Thank you for being with us. The segment is brought to you by my company, Bull Realty. For asset and occupancy solutions, visit bullrealty.com or reach out to me at michael at bullrealty.com. Well, today we're going to talk about the CMBS loan market. You know, if you've ever done an assumption, uh, if you've wondered, well, how can I get this to work better? Uh, or if you've ever had a loan in trouble, you've ever had a situation uh, where you needed to talk to your lender and you have a CMBS loan, probably said, well, this is difficult. What what goes on here? Or maybe you're interested in um, in buying distressed properties and you're trying to buy it from, a, from an owner, a seller with a CMBS loan, or you're trying to buy loans or you're trying to, to buy properties are distressed. Well, we have an expert with us today. Please welcome Anne Hambly. She's founder and CEO of First Service Solutions. Anne, good to see you. Thanks for joining us again. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for having me. Well, Anne, you know, there's a lot of times in the CMBS world, people think about um, maturities and when these loans mature and what's going on in the marketplace when these loans are maturing and everybody kind of knows there's some problems in, in the hotel world and in some of the retail properties. Um, but overall in the CBS existing loan pool, what, what do you see for distress uh, right now as we speak here uh, at, at uh, first of April end of March? Well, there's, um, I just ran a number, so I'd have the most updated and there's a 30 billion in special servicing. So the, the, I, I think the total volume for CMBS is about uh, 400 billion right now. So 30 billion, that's just under you know 10% since special servicing and no surprise, but a third of that is hospitality. Wow. And almost equally a third is retail and the rest is all else. So predominantly you've got hospitality and retail. So big number, it's gone down from the height uh, I don't know the exact month, but probably the fall of 2020 was at its height and it's gone down a little. Um, and we can talk about this later, but I don't think it's going to stay down forever. I think it's got some ups and downs still left in it. But. Yeah. So yeah, let's do talk about that. I mean, um, the certain level of distress we have now, it seems like there's been a lot of lenders out there kind of picking the can down the road and doing forbearances and working with borrowers and thank goodness, you know, we all want that. Um, and, but how much of that's going to kind of wear off here? Do you, so do you expect, uh, the volume of distressed CMBS loans to increase or stay stable or go down as the, um, economy kind of gets back going? I think it's going to go up. Um, so hospitality, you kind of have to break it down then by property type. So hospitality for the most part, as you everybody kind of knows, it fell off a cliff, you know, middle of April, middle of March. So over a year ago, borrowers did get, because I helped a ton of them, they did get relief in the form of, you worded it perfectly, kicking the can down the road. So knowing that it wasn't going to solve all the problems or get us through COVID or the impact of COVID on that property, but it would at least allow us to get through the next, you know, months and so on, and then figure out sort of where the market went. So a lot of hospitality loans got this forbearance. Um, it's all, we're starting to see borrowers come back and say, okay, I, I need relief on my property. Take, um, uh, take a big hotel in, 
uh, New York, let's say, and say it's in the financial district, and it's um, it, you know it suffered clearly, right? And it still is suffering. So even if the borrower got a full year of relief, that's come and gone, and now they need more, right? So and all statistics kind of say that might not recover until 2020, you know, five, four. I mean, it's pretty amazing how far out that is, and the servicers are not giving relief through the end of what we expect COVID to, um, to, you know, the impact of COVID. They're not giving relief all the way through there. So there will be plenty that cannot make those deferred payments on time according to their forbearance and may actually end up defaulting again. And I, I see that for sure. Retail, and I'll just cover retail real quickly because retail is really different. When COVID hit, we had a number of retail owners come to us and say they needed relief. We got, you know, 30, 60, 90, 120 day, maybe six month relief. And then for the most part, the tenants did start making some payments. So retail didn't fall off a cliff like it, like hospitality, but every day in the news, you hear about new retail, you know, not making it and just our whole spending habits have changed and, you know, brick and mortar retail can't, I would say, can't stay the same over the next you know, a couple of years as it was pre-COVID. So I got to imagine there'll be a lot more retail defaulting in the, yeah. in the near. And if you're a avid show listener, you might know Ann Hambly, but she has a background in CMBS servicing. And then many years ago, she uh, devoted herself to borrower advocacy and helping um, buyers uh, with and sellers with uh, assumptions in CMBS and, and with workouts uh, in CMBS uh, loans. So she's got a lot of be- experience uh, in this world. And, and, and if you've done any of this, you've had a problem with CMBS loan or you're doing an assumption, you realize that, uh, it, it can be pretty involved to deal with the CMBS lender and logic. Sometimes our logic is investors, and owners, and brokers goes out the window and it becomes CMBS logic and, and helps, uh, borrowers with that. Well, and what type of relief and workouts, are you seeing it right now? Are, uh, are anybody, is anybody getting any reduced payoffs in any of this world yet? No. No. So the only, no. So if, if you have a property, let me, let me back up and say, you're exactly right that what seems logical in real estate and in lending sometimes is not the same logic you can apply to CMBS. And partly it's because it's not, uh, so when you're working with a bank, it's the bank's money. They can make long-term decisions and maybe be right a lot of the time and, and, and not right some of the times. If you're in CMBS and you're the servicer and you're making decisions, you're making it on behalf of a bunch of other people's money that's publicly traded through the Securities and Exchange Commission acts on Wall Street. You cannot make, well, you know, you, you couldn't make, you shouldn't make a wrong decision, right? That's why, so if your property was performing pre-COVID, right now, all the servicers, everyone is taking the approach that it probably will recover at some point. It's just a matter of when. If your property was not performing pre-COVID, then yeah, you could potentially consider other, like a discount payoff or short sale or things like that. But otherwise, uh, discounts to principal are not being considered for pre for loans that were performing pre-COVID. Okay. But if you weren't performing well prior to COVID, then possibly you might be able to work out a, a reduced payoff. 
Yes, that's correct. So, uh, yeah, and there are some of those. But, but the bulk of the work going through the special servicers right now is the COVID-impacted properties. Okay. And that's yeah. different, isn't it, from, from 09, uh, if you will, where there yeah. were more, more reduced payoffs? Oh, yeah, a lot more. Because it really, in summary, I think in the 08 crash, 08-09 crash, you had, uh, I think everyone would probably, most people would agree that it was an over-leveraged or over-lending situation. There was no way to right the ship or correct things without acknowledging that there was just too much debt on many properties. So the key there was you didn't want to, the servicers didn't want to give you a discounted payoff if we're not if we're at, if we're uh, not at the sorry if we're at the bottom and we're heading upward, they wouldn't probably give you a discounted payoff. But as you have a falling knife and things are getting worse and worse and worse, they would do discounted payoffs. In COVID again, properties impacted by COVID, the the belief amongst the servicers or the process they're employing is that things will recover, just a matter of how long. Yeah, it's interesting that falling knife analogy. I heard that so much back in 08 and 09 that I want, I started to want to tell people that said that to me, Oh, you're not going to catch it. I'm going to throw it at you. You're not going to catch it because I heard it too much. That's right. I know. I know it's coming back into it's being popular again. Yeah. <laughs> and what would you um, tell a borrower in, in general, if they have a CMBS loan, um, and they, uh, the, the property is just not really uh, funding it. They can't really make the payments anymore. Um, and they're, 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 they're contacting their servicer. They're not getting any feedback. Uh, and maybe they're feeding those payments out of pocket. What would you recommend a borrower do in that case? Well, call me, number one. <laughs> Um, I mean, that really is the key and, it, and it's all, it's different per property, but for the most part, there is relief that will be granted or can be granted for most CMBS loans. So, um, you know, the funny thing is not funny, but amazing thing is even if you get relief from your payments and you own a, say a hotel, most borrowers are still having to come out of pocket a ton of money just to keep the property alive, you know, and fund operating expenses. So. This is, uh, it's, it just doesn't make any sense to come out of pocket to keep the property alive and keep your payments artificially current. Um, you know, you should, you should seek relief. What if you're current on your payments, um, but you're feeding it personally and you're about to run out of those personal funds or your equity funds are, 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 are about to cut you off? How do you get your lender's attention when you've been current? Well, you, yeah, you cannot actually get their attention and get relief while you're current. I, I, there, in 08 and 09, I would have been the first person. I probably, people could probably pull up a recording of me somewhere saying, do not miss your payments because you should get transferred to service, special servicing by a, a more proactive way, an imminent default. Because of the, the um, mass amount of borrowers in special servicing right now, you actually have to generally miss a few payments before you'll get transferred to special servicing. And special servicers are the only ones who can give any relief in CMBS. So a master servicer cannot give any relief. They got a tiny little band-aid they could give you right after COVID hit in like April or May. They got some 
IRS gave them the ability to give up to three months payment relief when they had enough in reserves to keep the loan current. Well, other than that, and that's all gone now, other than that, there is no relief a master servicer can get. So to get the attention, you got to get to special servicing. And, you know, it leads, though, to if, if you're a borrower, back to the first part of your point, if you're a borrower and you've been feeding your property, let's say it's a hotel again, you've been feeding it to keep the, the hotel alive, um, you know, keep the security in place, keep the lights on. I mean, you, you know, there's things you've got to keep the grass mowed, you know, whatever you got to do. Um, if you at any point think you're going to have to stop that, you've got to be very, very careful that you don't inadvertently cause the loan to now be a recourse loan. It's the beauty of CMBS, you know, non-recourse but you can't just stop funding operating expenses without potentially triggering recourse. So you got to get good feedback and opinions from people that know this business before you get near that point. Because you can't get there. One thing, CMBS is not as quick. It's yeah. not. It's not a quick turnaround business. So leave yourself some runway to get help before you get near that point. Yeah, that makes sense. And, um, if you decide to, to get the lender's attention to, to get into special servicing so that you can try to get some relief and work out something on your CMBS loan, um, do you also have to be cautious about the uh, bad boy carve outs? Uh, if you just kind of quit paying the payments and they come back and look at it and say, well, no, actually you had the ability to, but that needs to be the ability from the property only. Right. Yeah. And, and there is, I've, I don't think I've ever seen lack of making a payment uh, trigger a make a non-recourse loan become recourse unless, as you said, the property is generating a lot of income and you're just choosing not to pay your payment. Right. That could be misappropriation of rents, and that's where that would fall. But if, if your property's not making enough money to make the payment, one thing you're not obligated to uh, to do as a borrower is come out of your pocket to fund that payment. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If the property's doing well, then. You are a bad boy, and they spank them on. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, exactly. Right, that's when the slang yeah. of the of the card out really works well. Um, switch a little bit here to uh, assumptions um, on CMBS uh, loan assumptions. Um, how long are they taking uh, today? And uh, and and if we engage an expediter, uh, and do you guys do that? Uh, what might that do to the time frame? Yeah, actually, you're bringing up a fantastic point that I want to make sure I cover here, too, because so pre-COVID, um, I think most people understood if you're if you're selling a property that has CMBS debt um, as a seller, you your buyer could either defease the existing loan and get their own loan or they'd have to assume the debt. There's that, That's right. So I think most people understand that. Now go into today's environment. The first few things a buyer needs to understand is, um, and I just actually wrote an article that's going to be on Globe Street today or tomorrow on this very topic because it's such an important topic. Um, we'll put a it, link on the show page. I, okay, great. And I'll, I'll send it to you as soon as it, it is published. Um, but the bottom line is you need to understand, number one, is the loan current? Because if it's not current, then the buyer may have to step in and bring the loan. Somebody has to bring the loan current at right. the time of a summer. 
is did the loan receive any kind of or the borrower receive any kind of uh, deferral or COVID relief? If so, does that relief inure to the benefit of the buyer? Usually not, which means you'd have to now bring all that current. Hmm. Um, is the loan in special servicing? If so, um, that's actually a little easier uh, right now. And most importantly, what about the loan to purchase price? So one of the things the servicers did always pre-COVID is if you uh, had an LTV at origination of 70%, at the time of assumption, they, they, they want you to be about 70% LTV. If you happen to be 85% LTV, remember you can't pay CMBS debt down, mm -hmm. but they can ask you to fund, call it 10 million, 10, 10%, I didn't give you a number there, 10% difference between 65 and 75%. They'd ask you to pre-fund that into a, a, a reserve account that they'll hold till maturity as additional collateral. Oh. Well, that usually kills a buyer's IRR because I'm putting in a ton of extra money that I don't get to use, right? Yeah. So we're hoping and we're starting to see where COVID-impacted properties where the value today is depressed are somewhat. We're, we're hoping and we're seeing that they're not requiring that LTV reserve. Because if they did, it would it would mean a borrower. So a borrower, if, if you're sitting here, I'm sorry to ramble, but if, if you got a borrower who, again, clearest one to use is hospitality. We work on all property types, but the one that got hit right away instantly that's easy to understand is hospitality. So if you got impacted, your hotel was impacted, your choices are get COVID relief, right? get relief from your lender, come out of pocket, or in some cases, borrowers are opting to sell the property. But the, but the minute they get into that process with this buyer and we get in front of the service and we realize, wait a minute, there's a lot more here than just assuming the debt as is. You know, you've got fees and past due payments and high LTVs and big things that have to be worked out. So you asked me about timing and I, I obviously took us way down a different path. Um, Timing is the least of the issues right now. I will tell you that pre-COVID, routinely, we get assumptions approved in 60 days, and then there's the closing document after, but 60 days. During COVID, it depends on the status of the deal. Um, and I will tell you to just plan on it taking a little longer if the loan is in special servicing. Okay. So there's a bunch of things and a buyer assumption. And related to an assumption uh, of a CMBS loan and the loan to value um, is the lender just going to, the CMBS lender is going to look at out of the purchase price um, and the, the loan amount, or are they going to do an appraisal or look at their own uh, estimates, or are they just going to look at that price that's being paid? Both. So if you're in special servicing, the special servicer will have to get an appraisal. So not because of the sale, but just because you have to when you're in special servicing. So they will rely on their value. They'll also rely on the purchase price. What if it's not? If you're in master service, mm -hmm. go ahead. Yeah, so if it's not in special service and the loan's doing well. Yeah. Then, then it's just based on purchase price. Okay. Okay. And and if on a yeah. loan that's doing well right now, on a property that's doing well, an assumption, uh, how long might it take today uh, to do that with or without an expediter? 
Well, with it takes 60 days for approval. Without, let me just use show you this analogy. So let's say I was selling my property to you. We had a CMBS loan and you were coming in to assume it. I would work with the lender and send them my documents. You'd work with them and send your documents. And I would assume you're underwrite, you're getting your loan done, you're getting the approval done, and you'd assume I sent everything in. But if either of us missed one document, one document in that big list, the underwriting hasn't started. And so my point in all that is I always say it's like putting a bunch of, uh, what's your favorite football team? <laughs> Falcons. Land of I'd Falcons. say Dallas Cowboys, but I'm not sure about anyway. You put all the you put all the players on the field and there's no quarterback. How long will it take for everyone to figure out how to go get a touchdown? It's a lot longer than if you have someone quarterbacking everything, and that's really what we do. So, and we see both sides. I see sellers' numbers, buyers' numbers, and I can tell where there's going to be big conditions placed. If Bill Gates, I always use this analogy: if Bill Gates uh, was buying my property and assuming my loan it'll get done in a very flat second, right? Because they're going to want him on and me off. If you switch those tables that turn that scale over and I'm buying a Bill Gates property, it's gonna, I'm going to have a ton of conditions. And at the end of the day, I'm probably going to choose to walk because they're going to make it so painful for me. I won't want to do it. So it really all matters. That's why you have to see both sides in order to get an assumption done. Yeah, and that's interesting. And might the different CMBS loans have different requirements for uh, the net worth of uh, the borrower assuming the note? Well, that sometimes, and and the good news about that is is it, it's all completely discretionary. Of course, uh, there's many words in the documents that say, as you've probably well seen. Uh, that it's at the lender's sole discretion and you can't basically, you can't argue with me, fight me. My, my way is my decision rules that kind of various words of all that. So it, since it is so discretionary, um, the industry actually pushed a lot for the servicers or the originators to put a requirement in the loan document. Yeah, so, some of that. you know, tell me the buyer has to be worth, you know, 10 million and have liquidity of a million or something. So I can, you know, manage around that day one and not. So it's good if they're there, you know, the, if those requirements are in there. Right. Okay. That's a good thing. Yeah. At least you know where you stand, right? Right. Right. And, and you know, if this is where if your loan's performing and you're in master servicing, you cannot get an exception to that. Yeah. If it's a $10 million requirement and you got someone with $9 million of, of you know, net worth, you, you won't get it approved. It won't, it won't, won't, period. If you're in special servicing, there can be exceptions. Yeah. So some of the banks are, um, and, and, and funds are selling notes um, that are in default, non-performing. I guess in CMBS, there's no notes being sold? Well, I wouldn't say no notes being sold, okay. but in order, if you think about the process, okay. it, so I think, I think the question a lot of people are asking, well, the question a lot of people are asking me, which might be a little bit of what your listeners would want to hear, is where are all the opportunities because of COVID? You know, right. COVID impacted a lot of properties. Where to where are they? Well, for the most part, what servicers are doing is, in CMBS, is kicking the can down the road, granting forbearance. There are a ton of, and I, I don't know hardly any foreclosures that are occurring a note sale would equal debt relief. 
So if I'm servicing the loan on behalf of these investors on Wall Street, and I sell that investment, you know, I sell this at the lowest known valuation point to mankind almost, right, the last few years, and I pass a loss through to you, wouldn't you come and say, wait a second, why didn't you just wait a little bit? Could have recovered and I wouldn't have any loss. So for that reason, we're not there yet. Uh, There will eventually be properties that are handed back, servicers will own that they'll get rid of, but we're not not anywhere near, near there yet. What we are seeing more, and this is where somebody that wants to invest in commercial real estate right now, because of COVID, offer joint venture capital, offer preferred equity, offer some kind of even MES debt. I mean, solutions that wouldn't have been a good solution pre-COVID are now seemingly a good solution. It's money from somewhere, anywhere, right, that can help solve the problem. So that's the way to invest your money right now, in my opinion. That's where I'm seeing it done more. With an existing sponsor and approved through the CMBS lender, right? Correct, correct. And some sponsors, again, if they're, maybe they're not, I know that a lot of preferred equity that comes in is going to want control and that's okay. I don't, I think some sponsors that are faced with, you know, losing the property or, you know, having someone come in and help, it it may not be so bad to have someone come in and help and not remain in control. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Some of you, you mentioned hotels a good bit and, and, and um, the reason for that, obviously we all know we've seen some of these hotels sell for, for different uses. Um, and I guess if we're selling it for, for par or at least paying off the loan, um, you know, no worries. Uh, but, uh, I guess if you're doing a, a change in use, um, CMBS is, uh, an, an assumption they're going to, they're going to want to know something about that as well. Right. Uh, I would say that it won't get approved. <laughs> it won't get approved. Yeah. No, so if you you really, and that's a great point you're bringing up, if you do think the highest and best use of a property is something other than what it's designated for in the documents today, uh, you've got to get out of the CMBS structure. Uh, They do not tolerate, I I just don't think it would ever get approved. Um, So to your point about discounted payoffs earlier, like if you had a limited service hotel, Generally, these are ones that probably were struggling pre-COVID, though. They weren't rolling in the money pre-COVID. So they get hit with COVID. COVID's kind of the final nail in the coffin. And now now the general consensus is this shouldn't be, there's too many limited service hotels right here. I need to convert this to something else. you got to get out of CMBS to do that. And so that might be a consideration for a discounted payoff. Yeah, great, great. Well, uh, and great information as usual. I love your your experience in the CMBS world, and appreciate you giving advice to to our listeners, whether they're they're borrowers or um, investors uh, involved or, or vendors that, that work with them. Um, your website firstsss.com. That's one s t s s s dot com. Um, you have a program called CMBS thirty thirty right? Where our listeners can uh, kind of tune in and get some more information. Tell us about that. Yeah, thanks. Um, It is right now with CMBS, I think the biggest thing most people want to know that have a property with CMBS right now is what are the servicers willing to do? What kind of relief is everyone else getting? Um, How are they handling this? What do they do in this kind of situation? You know, all those things. And, And it's easy to do, not banking, you couldn't couldn't 
summarize what all banks do in one place. You just can't. The good thing about CMBS, the good and bad thing, is it's controlled by you know five companies, really. And so we know daily what they will and won't do and how they're treating things and all that. So 30 for 30 is a 30-minute call, and I'll recap the last 30 days' worth of uh, noteworthy things from CMBS, mostly from the servicer standpoint, what they'll approve, what we just got done, what they won't do, and things like that. So it's not trading of real estate. It's not news you could read somewhere else in the press. It's more inside intel of servicers. Yeah. And so every 30 days, I'll do that, and it, it will be a 30-minute call. I'm a big fan of making them quick. Nobody wants to sit on you know two-hour Zoom calls. So right. that thing for bringing that up and people can register for it on our website. You register once and you get, you'll get there. You'll be on every, th- every 30 day call. That's awesome. That's great. And it's first one S T S S S dot com. Well, and thanks for joining us. Great information. Good to see you again. Thank you, Michael. All right. And thank you for joining us around the world. Hey, please connect with us on your favorite social media. And Hey, if you will share the show uh, with your connections and uh, share the wealth share the knowledge and thanks for joining us until next week be sure that you always lead learn and laugh and join us for america's commercial real estate show If you appreciate the show, think about the opportunity to do business or refer business to our sponsors. Bull Realty. For customized asset and occupancy solutions, visit bullrealty.com. Commercial Agent Success Strategies. For incredible commercial agent training, visit commercialagentsuccess.com. Core.green. Use ION technology to create a safer environment for your real estate. Visit core.green. For more commercial real estate intel, forecasts, and strategies, visit CREshow.com.